My name's Leslie Peterson, and I help bloggers turn their modest websites into thriving online enterprises with SEO, email marketing, and a little hard love encouragement to always move forward consistently and with a plan. Hello, bloggers. Happy Tuesday. We're going to talk about images in your post today, specifically uh, how it impacts your SEO and just some tips that you need to understand about images, a little bit about videos, but mostly images for your post updates or post creation. And thank you, Annie, for writing in and asking about this. Annie said she's interested in updating her post, but she's nervous about taking the photos out of her article because she's worried that's going to hurt her SEO. So let's talk about that today. I have been seeing a lot more photos in posts that are ranking since the last couple of um, Google updates. So I'm not saying that's a ranking factor. I am just saying, interestingly, the posts, at least in my niche, um, that I see ranking on the top have quite a few photos, quite a few images and videos in them. So I, it is a trend that I'm seeing. It's one I'm jumping on. I'm focusing on adding more original photos in videos into my own content because I think it's just one way that we can showcase originality. And we have belabored the originality and thought leadership angle for a while. So let's talk about some other components of images in your posts, especially when it comes to updating. So specifically, Annie, could changing out the images in your post impact your SEO? Yes, it is possible, but it's not probable. So the images in your post are not directly impacting your SEO to that post. If you're getting any traffic it's generally because the images are indexed and you're getting traffic from image searches. But usually, usually, bloggers do not get an exorbitant number of links back to their content based on image searches over an extended period of time, the same way that we do when we're ranking on a post. And because of that, I think that If you believe that changing your images in your post is instrumental to giving the reader a better experience, an experience that demonstrates thought leadership and originality, then it's absolutely worth taking a hit from an image search. Again, it's not going to impact how you're ranking for the term that you're trying to win. any impact at all would just be from the image search. So if you ask me, I say 999 times out of a thousand, do it, go for it, make that change. So let's talk about some other pieces of um, other things to consider when it comes to your photos. And size does matter. And there are two important sizes that I want you to consider. The first is the dimensions of your photo. And this is how long it is and how tall it is. You want at least one of your photos to be at least 1200 pixels wide. 
Google's own documentation tells us that using a large photo of at least 1,200 pixels will um, is one of the things you need in order to be uh, displayed on Google Discover. So you need at least one of your photos, probably your feature photo, to be at least 1,200 pixels wide. Now, the second size consideration is the size of the file. So the first one is the dimensions of your photo. Think of that if you're thinking about a, an actual photo. It would be, is this a four by six photo? Four inches by six inches. And then the file side is size is how heavy it is. And in the case of a digital photo, it's how heavy uh, it will cause, uh, how heavy the file is, how much of a load it will um, cause on your blog post when people are trying to open it. So for that reason, we want it to be as low as possible without harming the quality of the photo. So a couple things here. Number one, please do not use PNGs. Please use, like, let's say JPEGs. I, I say go for JPEGs all day long. Usually, even if it's the same uh, dimensions and same quality, a PNG file is going to be much heavier, much larger than a JPEG file. And again, changing the size of the file could impact the quality of the photo. But remember this, people are generally looking at it on their phone. There will be a handful of people who look at it on a desktop, but no one is, let's say, no one is printing off your blog photos in order to hang it above their sofa in their living room. So you don't need that high quality of photo. If you do, if they if you do want them to print it off and hang it above their sofa, there are other ways to do that. It's not it's not filling the your blog post with the, that size of photo. So there's not really a hard and fast rule. I've been using as an my own rule of thumb, trying to stay under uh, 200 kilobytes. I did read some people some suggestions out on the web. I was just wondering kind of where I fell in line with a general consensus. I saw some people who said stay under 300, others who said stay under 100. For me, 200's a pretty, uh, been a pretty good sweet spot. So I just try to keep the file size under 200. And that's generally because I'm taking very large pictures with my DSLR or my camera. Uh, so the quality still looks pretty darn good at 200. And then don't forget to, even if you're not using the photo feature in your theme. Go ahead and put a photo feature in there because there's a lot of different places that they want to highlight you. If you, somebody wants to share it on social media, that sort of thing, it's that feature photo that's going to come up kind of naturally just because of the way most themes are coded. So even if you're not using it in your theme, go ahead and add the feature photo. And you want your feature photo to be horizontal and at least the 1200 pixels. So even if your theme only requires you to have, you know, an 800 pixel photo, if you would like to be considered for Google Discover, you're going to want to jump to 1200. Now, the other thing I've seen is a trend toward vertical photos. And we've been experimenting with that because I was noticing our, like, I guess around COVID time, so like 2020, we had about 60% of our traffic coming on mobile, and now we're way up past 80%. Uh, 
uh, mobile. And I think vertical photos just get a better, kind of a better feel um, on mobile with a vertical photo. It looks a little bigger, but not too much in the way. Also, I like the idea of being able to use all the vertical photos that I take um, in expectation of using them one day on social media. So we've been experimenting with adding those vertical photos and vertical video. So if you're adding video, I think it's a great touch. Just please, please, again, when it comes to speed, please make sure you're embedding your video and that you're not uploading your video. So you can embed it if if you're using something like Mediavine's uh, video player then you can embed it that way. If you're using YouTube, you could embed it that way. I'm using YouTube Shorts to embed our vertical video. I don't like the way, I've talked about this a little bit, uh, but I don't like the way that it looks. It looks huge when I just put it in as a block, as a as a vertical block. So I'm actually uh, using the Gutenberg columns and I'm just putting the video in one of the columns because it makes it... Um, a more manageable size that looks right when somebody's looking at the article on their phone. Uh, but I, even though I'm using shorts for that, I'm still using the embed feature. Even though it's a, you know, sometimes an eight second video, I am not uploading that file. I am embedding it because the load for that video will happen on another person's server, not on your server. So absolutely make sure that you're doing an embed. And let's see what else. Don't forget about alt text. That's the last thing I want to share with you today. You, I always use my keyword in the alt text of the first image, which is usually, not always, but usually also the feature image. And then I add the additional detail. Make sure you're not keyword stuffing your alt text because Google hates that just as much as they hate keyword stuffing your article. And... um. As you're writing your alt text, just don't forget to be super descriptive, not too lengthy. You don't always have to have alt text. For example, if you're outlining something in the caption, there's no need to also put that in the alt text. Um, But it is, you know, I do recommend it from an SEO perspective. And I really predict that as Google rolls out its new AI that's coming any day now, um, that maybe not right away, but we'll eventually get to the point where they're reading the photos or searching the photos. They already know what's in the photo, so they're not going to need that um, alt text as much. But don't forget that the primary reason for using alt text is for accessibility, not just SEO. So we don't want to stop doing it, but it might not be uh, as necessary from an SEO perspective in the in, in the future. Speaking of accessibility, I'm really excited. We have a special guest coming later this month who specializes in uh, user accessibility, and uh, she's going to talk with us about that. So stay tuned for that. Super excited. And uh, that's it. That's what I have to share with you today on videos and photos. I hope that served you, Annie, and I hope that served the rest of you. Don't forget, the content update system is open and uh, it will only be open until Thursday night. We'd love to have you come and be a part of it. 
Hey, real quick, this is Leslie just dropping in to remind you that I have several free resources on my blog right now that I'd love you to get your hands on. Just head over to lesliepeterson.com. The link is in the show notes below and grab my free blog post update checklist. Or if you're on a journey to fire up your blog's email newsletter, grab my free list of 52 newsletter connection prompts. With both of those, I'll include a video about how to use them to build a solid relationship with your subscribers or work towards doubling your traffic with updates. Grab both of those at lesliepeterson.com.